0: As you age, the fatigue and failing endurance you feel can't be fixed with more and more caffeine. So introducing a new way to start your day, Super Beats Heart Chews. They're a tasty treat that can give you the energy that you need and are good for you. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, or candy for a quick pick-me-up. Add two delicious plant-based Super Beats Heart Chews to your morning routine and promote heart-healthy energy for your day without a caffeine crash. Because Super Beats Heart Chews' unique clinically-researched grapeseed extract promotes heart-healthy energy and normal blood pressure, as part of a healthy lifestyle. The grapeseed extract used in Super Beats Heart Shoes has been clinically shown to be two times as effective at supporting normal blood pressure as a healthy lifestyle alone. Now, for my listeners only, you can get up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com. Get up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. That's danasbeats.com, danasbeats.com.
1: Is this acceptable to you?
2: No, it is not. And you can thank the activity of Vladimir Putin for invading Ukraine and pulling especially oh, those barrels. Oh, uh, nonsense!
1: With all due respect, Madam Secretary, that's utter nonsense. In January of 2021, the average gas price in my state was two dollars and seven cents. Eight months later, eight months later, long before Vladimir Putin invaded Ukraine, that price was up over thirty percent, and it has been going up consistently since. What are you doing to reverse this administration's policies that are drawing down our own supply of energy in this country that are throttling oil and gas production in the United States of America? What are you doing about it?
2: With respect, it? sir, it is not administration policies that have affected supply and demand. How can you say that
1: when the price of gas was up over 30 percent from let January? Me answer to, uh, you answer my questions. To answer. And it's my time, Madam Secretary. So why don't you answer my question?
0: Well, that was a very interesting back and forth with the uh, energy, the energy hearing yesterday. Welcome. Thank God. It's Friday. Dana Lash here with you because I can't take any more of these buffoons in D.C. It is hot in Texas. It's hot in the studio. I'm about to. We may like have to shut down the show. I think we're about to die. It's so hot in here. Welcome to the show. It's Friday. So we're going to get into some of the uh, the hearing stuff that they had with the energy, blah, blah, blah. Nobody cares about that. Everybody's talking about the tech issue, which we will get into and this, the latest, because I was telling you that the the attacks, as it relates to Musk, are going to increase, and that's we're seeing that happen now. Because now they're trying to me to him with this accusation that came up in I don't know, like 2018. I don't really give a rat's ass. I don't believe this chick. I don't believe anything like this happened. I think it's all incredibly coincidental. I think that these people are such pathetic tyrants that they'll do whatever possible in order to keep control. So, uh, this is, uh, this is the, this is the state of things. So we got that. We also got some GOP stuff, all of this, the approval that Biden had, this is how I was going to start off today. Uh, the approval, Biden's approval was 63% a year ago at this time. And now he's just at 39%. He's at 39% now. That's it. I actually think it's barely 39%. A lowest approval of his presidency. This is, this is nuts. Nuts, nuts, nuts. Because they can't, they, they don't have anything. They have no achievements, no nothing. Nothing. Ah <sighs> I mean, that's pretty much it. If I was just talking about everything that they did today and that's what the show was about, then we'd be going home. Be like, that's it. That's, there's nothing else to talk to you about, about as it relates to Democrats. They're done. He's in, I told you that yesterday they were going to South Korea uh, and then he was going to go meet with some Japanese leadership and apparently the president referred to the new president by the previous president's name and then he got the name of one of their company's plants in Texas wrong. So it was a whole bunch of, it was a whole bunch of fun with the gaffes. I, I don't know if it's a situation of him being, ad, I, I don't know if you can adequately prepare somebody for this. I don't know if you can adequately prepare them. I think at some point it's a mental issue. I mean, really, because this is crazy. He goes over there, he's having a meeting with them, and then he's referring to everybody by incorrect name, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The double gaffe. Now, meanwhile, we yesterday were discussing the Operation Fly formula, the stunt from the administration on baby formula. And the bill that they had put forward gave the FDA uh, several, uh, you know, five figure million, six figure, seven figure million, 25, 28 million dollars, I think is what the FDA was going to get out of this deal. Uh, Millions of our dollars. In exchange for what they were supposed to expedite the opening of what the Abbott facility, the whole thing, all of this was caused by the FDA in the first place. The FDA caused this problem and this bill was going to give them millions of more dollars and no oversight and more power. The exact agency that did this whole thing. They've had supply restraints. I honestly don't understand the restrictions that they have concerning formula coming into the country. I think it's stupid. What gets me is they'll allow everything else to come into this country and they don't do anything, but they're not going to allow formula to come in the country. It's just, it's ridiculous. And this was created by the policy for this industry, and they're going to try to do more of it, which is insane. So they're sending military and commercial aircraft to Europe for Operation Fly Formula. They're going to bring formula back for American parents. We're going to be paying for it. Every all the Parents are going to be paying double for it. There's all, I mean, we have a private industry. This is why it's stupid. We have a whole private industry that is entirely designed on moving products. It's kind of crazy, isn't it, that we have this? It's amazing. We have a whole industry that is designed for moving commercial, moving products that people purchase. We don't need a government one. We don't need a government entity doing this. There is an entire industry that moves products from one part of the world to the other. They move them on ships and planes. We even, there are even companies about it. are even like, you know, you have uh, uh, shipping companies. Import, Export. The federal government is the entity That has made it ridiculous We have tariffs on imported formulas I'm Not quite sure There was a, a good piece about this at one point Discussing that the New York Times Had mentioned when they were talking about How pharmacies were limiting How many units of formula consumers Could purchase in a single sweep. It's a domestic supply crunch And our trade policy is insane And some of these uh, regulations actually predate the Trump and Biden administrations, just FYI. But it's making it worse. There was this really good piece that was written over at Cato talking about the tariffs, etc. on baby formula. How they have a restrictive quotas on sugar, on cheese, canned tuna, brooms for some reason. Why do we have, I don't know why we have a thing on brooms. Cotton baby formula. These are the restrictions. It's not free trade. Not at all. And so, this is... And this is what 14 free trade agreements the United States has with 20 different countries. You know, WTO, remember the World Trade Organization. And here we're having a time of a crunch and we can't. I think they said, what is it that what Cato noted, the rate of duty will be 17.5 percent ad valorum, the quantitative limits of additional U.S. You know, they have all they cite all of these rules because we, we they have I mean, we we're. We have a tariff on anything that we import That's that's baby formula I didn't even know how long Until I started reading into this I didn't even know how long uh, These formulas Had been in place There was a, a story That was posted Pertaining to FDA About how they had issued a fake Recall of European formulas in 2021 And they regularly seized legal Personal use shipments They've done it throughout the pandemic in the middle of a shortage. I was just uh, a friend of mine was posting what her sister had just gone through. Her youngest sister has a baby and she had imported uh, a number of uh, units of baby formula and Border Patrol, not Border Patrol, but Customs had opened it and spoiled all the formula. And so she can't she can't use any of it. And they confiscated they confiscated, uh, I think, most of it, like a certain brand. It is one of the most tightly regulated food products in the United States. I did not realize that it was so regulated. And they keep saying that it's the non-FDA registered imported European formulas that don't meet all the FDA labeling requirements. Labeling requirements. No one cares. I love how they're so like particular about formula, but hell, just inject yourself with anything. Go ahead, get whatever vaccine you want. It's it, it's it's pretty amazing. So this is this is an agency that has created this. It's created this problem. And domestic producers have been struggling with with the everything that U.S. I mean, they're no different from any other industry in manufacturing. They're struggling with everything too: labor shortages, material shortages, logistics issues. You know, the demand is weird. You know, transportation, all kinds of stuff. And it hasn't, this has been, it's not just the pandemic leading into this. It's, it's you know, also because you have inflation as well. And so this is, there's a, a perfect storm of things that have contributed to this. And as a result, the FDA says, well, these European ones, you know, this is, they don't meet our food safety standards for products sold in the, I mean, it's, you know, it's, we're just not sure about this. I don't believe in the I don't believe their whole unsafe exports. I think that's all garbage. I could deep dive in with this into this with you because get into the special supplemental nutritional program for women. And, you know, the WIC program, because there's a there's a lot more here. Um, But the tip of the iceberg is that the FDA and government regulations created this problem. And they think by adding more that they're going to solve it. And that Abbott plant still is about a month out. So you want to know why people are disillusioned and why he's gone, why Biden's gone from 63 to 39 in the span of one year? Gas prices, inflation, people can't even feed their babies. Now, the other issue at hand, which we're going to be deep diving into, uh, there's because right as it happened about the time that Musk said that he would you know, when he said he was going to purchase Twitter, all the attacks started. And when he said he was going to be for free speech, the attacks kept going. And now there's um, an issue where they said that there's a sexual harassment allegation um, by this activist slash actress in LA <laughs> it, it, with a political axe to grind. And so they said there's I don't, I can't I don't even know if I can get into all the details of it, but basically. Um, it's, it seems like they're trying to meet to him. And they said that he paid $250,000 to silence. It's a former SpaceX flight attendant. And it was, a uh, actually two, 2016 claim. Hmm. So we're going to deep dive into this. We got a lot to get into today, including, let me just give you just some of the latest stuff here. Uh, a fight within the Democrat party that may unsettle everything in New York. Uh, also... Uh, in Georgia, it's getting real hot in there between Kemp and Purdue. And some people are wondering if Trump is backing away from Purdue at this point. Uh, we've got that. McConnell try- is angry over uh, the Republicans who voted against the slush fund that is the Ukraine aid package. We've got some wokery, including now a furious female skateboarder who. Uh, was pushed out of the number one spot by a man competing as a woman. All right, so you've been here before. Spring comes and so do the big gardening ideas and you buy plants and you plant them. And before you know it, your dream yard is a graveyard. Luckily, FastGrowingTrees.com is here to give your yard a new life. FastGrowingTrees.com is the world's largest online nursery with expertise, care, and selection that you're not going to find anywhere else. The thing I love about FastGrowingTrees.com is their experts curate thousands of plant varieties that will thrive in your specific climate, your location and based on your needs. Based on your zip code, they can tell you what to buy and what not to buy. It's peace of mind for everybody that they take the guesswork out of it. Plus there's no waiting in line and no messy cars from hauling plants all over town because you order online or over the phone. With plants shipped to your door in 1 to 2 days. Plus their growing and care advice is available 24/7 and with their 30-day alive and thrive guarantee, you can trust everything will be healthy for years to come. Visit FastGrowingTrees.com slash Dana to get 15% off your entire order. Get 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com slash Dana. Start your spring with FastGrowingTrees.com slash Dana.
1: And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech.
0: So like I said, major fight in New York because... They've redrawn the maps, and so some of these Democrats are going to have to run against some of these other Democrats. And so it's disrupting their little socialist ecosystem up there. So you have a, a AOC who is demanding that another uh, Democrat colleague, Congressman Sean Patrick Maloney—I don't even care about any of these people— he, they want they want him to. She wants him to step down as the House Democrats' campaign chair if he ends up in a primary with a colleague. So the squad they're trying to protect, the socialists are trying to protect their numbers by telling some of these other Democrats, "Don't run against us. Step down," because they're they're furious over the redrawing of these maps. Democrats redrew them. Democrats in New York did this to you. So they're the, they have nobody b- to be upset about except at each other. It's Crazy. So the U.S. is quietly urging Taiwan to follow the Ukrainian playbook for countering China. Officials are pushing their Taiwanese counterparts with new urgency to look to Ukraine's success of fending off the Russian forces as a blueprint for countering any kind of Chinese attack, according to former and current U.S. officials. But there's little doubt that China is also watching the botched invasion from Russia as they look to try to reunify Taiwan with the mainland. This is a brawl that at some point it'll It may happen, it may not. It all depends on how it's handled, really. But how Taiwan's military is reshaped is intensifying. And that's one of the reasons why Biden's out there talking with uh, South Korean and Japanese leaders. Maybe. I mean, maybe they'll have that discussion. Maybe he'll fall asleep and isn't sure. I don't know. Uh, New York City is investigating possible monkeypox cases. One day after Massachusetts officials confirmed that they had some of th- some one, some of the first cases in the United States, they said that the patient is being cared for at New York City Health and Hospitals in Bellevue, and that the they did not say whether the unidentified patient had traveled anywhere outside of the United States. This is after Massachusetts already confirmed their first case of the year. I don't like any of that thing. Whoops. We'll t- I, I? It looks gross. Two Secret Service employees. This is. Listen to this. Two Secret Service employees in South Korea are preparing for Biden's trip. They were preparing Biden for his trip. They got sent home to D.C. because one got into a drunk argument with a cab driver after a night of bar hopping. Agency employees were preparing for Biden's trip to South Korea. They got into an alcohol-fueled incident, as it was described. One got into an argument with a cab driver. The agency referenced an off-duty incident. They said they'd be sent home immediately, placed on administrative leave. This is like a number of incidents in the past few years. Coming up, they're trying to me too. Elon Musk will talk. Folks, how much control do you really have over your finances? So lately, we've seen an all-out assault on freedoms and liberties by the government. Mask mandates, vaccine mandates, vaccine passports, everybody trying to limit whether or not you can even go to a grocery store or restaurant. And we've seen how quickly the government can infringe on your personal freedoms, and they do the same with your finances. This is why I believe in diversifying with gold. Gold is physical. Gold is tangible. And gold is safe from government control and gives you true control over your wealth control that isn't tied to government regulated financial markets the folks at legacy precious metals are the gold standard when it comes to investing in precious metals and their team of experts can counsel you on the best options for you and your family take control of your financial situation and call legacy precious metals at 866-580-2088 or visit them online at legacypminvestments.com and download their free investors guide that's legacy Investments LegacyPMInvestments.com.
3: Red meat, black coffee, truth-telling. The Dana Show. It goes to anti-Semitism with the attacks on the synagogue in Pittsburgh. It goes to the murders in, in Buffalo uh, this week, uh, but it also goes to supporting
1: Vladimir Putin in his murder of hundreds of thousands of people in Ukraine and driving people out. This is a bad guy. And Fox is a bad company, and
2: they ought to be treated accordingly. They are the enemy of the United States of America.
0: You know what I immediately thought of? Was bad company. Bad company till the day I die. I immediately thought of that. You know, maybe that's what he's talking about, the English Rock Supergroup. Who knew? I don't know. I'm just wondering. Yeah, bad company. That's what he's talking about. That's uh, Howard Dean. He's his, he's still alive and breathing. Look at that! Welcome back to the show, Dana Lash here with you. And uh, this uh, whole that's part of their whole insistence on talking about the replacement theory stuff. But why should can you? I'm just glad that Howard Dean was never elected into office because he thinks that people he doesn't like should be just declared enemy of the state, which is just kind of pathetic. That just shows that you you're just afraid to to. to to engage in any kind of real discussion if you are you just you you don't want to have your ideas challenged and you don't want to be forced to have to defend your position that's it (sighs) i have so i have so many wokery headlines too because some of this all, that's, I mean, that's what it, essentially all of this is leading up to. It's all ramping up as we get closer and closer to midterms. This is all these people have. If Democrats just had good policy, I mean, people might want to vote for them. And they wouldn't be polling as bad. Joe Biden wouldn't be in, at a 29 percent, actually, sorry, 28 percent approval with the Hispanic community. And I think it's like 30 percent with the black community. And women have dramatically lowered, especially after the formula debacle. Good heavens! Okay, so Elon Musk says claims it that he paid two hundred fifty thousand dollars to silence a SpaceX flight attendant's twenty sixteen sexual harassment claims. He says it's from a, he says it's a claims from just a leftist that has a political axe to grind, and they're mad because he's trying to buy Twitter. And it was I think this is I think it's a hit job personally. And this is what the left does. They always the left uses women every time they want to try to take out an opponent instead of competing in you know, the marketplace of either ideas or business. What they do is this stuff. Oh, well, we'll say that someone will say that he sexually harassed someone. And they that's that's they, they play that game because they think that that they can just snap their fingers and women will respond that way. I'm just shocked that so many women out there don't recognize the absolute sexism in this tactic. Every single time something somebody comes up that the left doesn't like, whether it's Elon Musk, whether it's Brett Kavanaugh, anything, the left always does that. They, their dirty trick, their, their go to is to accuse them of some kind of sexual harassment every single time because they think they can use that as the dog whistle to get all the women up all, you know, frenzied up into a rage mob. And that that's going to be enough to take out that person. That doesn't work anymore. It doesn't work anymore. That's, that's, it's, and it's, I think it's not ever going to work again, hopefully. That's so shameful, and it's so inherently sexist. And you have so many dumb women that just, like, go fall right in line. No, I don't believe this woman. I don't. I don't believe and believe all women. I think that's garbage and trash because I, I am a woman. I know a lot of women. And I'm going to tell you, some of these bitches can't be believed. God's honest truth. So they said with this that the I don't want to get into all the details of it because he uh, basically wanted her to give him a massage in more than one place. And then he apparently offered her a horse. That's what he said. That's what the claim is that he said. And he's like, yeah, these attacks should be viewed through a political lens. This is their standard playbook. And the left is saying, well, he only he only said he was going to vote for uh, as a Republican or for Republicans because he was aware that these accusations were going to come up. Nah, even if so, I don't buy it. I still don't buy it. The reason I don't buy it is because they've been going at him ever since he decided he wanted to buy Twitter. And they started doing this story after he, it came out that he was going to buy Twitter and he was going to actually uphold free speech principles. And then they started doing this story. I mean, you kind of knew that he was he didn't even need to say that he was probably going to vote Republican. I think everybody knew it, you morons, without him actually having to go out there and form the words with his mouth that he was going to do it. Everybody already knew he didn't have to say it. So I think that that's a lame. This is a garbage Uh, This is a hit job, and it's a hit job designed to toxify somebody who is taking away their favorite cudgel. That's it. This is their rage mob tool. The rage mob was born on Twitter. All of this push to control information originates on Twitter. The disinformation board, they wanted to target namely Twitter. They hate Facebook, too. Facebook, just because, look, and also just because that the far left hates Facebook doesn't mean that Facebook's a friend of conservatives. It just means that they don't really bend a knee to China, but at the same time, they can be, you know, they do some stuff for the left. So the, friend, the enemy of our enemy is not our friend in, this, in that particular situation. So this, this, whole, this whole story, I think it's a hit piece. But I, just, I think people are tired of the whole Me Too thing really and i it 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 really does it seems like people are are done with it i also don't believe i i just don't believe that musk did it because he's like one of the most covered people on earth he's been doing this for what 30 years now if there were these stories would have come out long before they really would have i don't believe any of it it was published originally by business insider Now, the flight attendant hasn't been named, and they allege that the billionaire rubbed her leg, offered her gifts, including a horse, in exchange for an erotic massage. You know what, sidebar, this reminds me of that time that Al Gore was accused by a masseuse who used her name of... Uh, Propositioning her because he wanted her to release his chakra. I don't know if y'all remember that, but he wanted an erotic massage. He wanted a happy ending, is what he wanted. That's what it's called. That's what he wanted. And the masseuse wasn't going to make it happen. That story broke, and all the media covered it up. This broad, and that, and like she reported it immediately. She didn't wait for like an opportune time. She like went to the, she went and reported it immediately. And nobody in the media wanted to touch that story. Now you have this. Thing from 2016 And it just so happens that it comes up Right at the time that he's going to be buying Twitter and uh, everyone's trying To put pressure on him because they hate free speech So bad <sighs> Yeah it is A political hit job and I don't believe it I don't believe any of these people I don't believe a single Damn thing they say I, they, I have no Reason to believe them nor do you and nor do we Have an obligation to believe them or take them seriously Not at all The end Now is going to add warning labels to tweets that it deems viral misinformation. I told you yesterday they're going to do their own ministry of truth regardless. They're going to do their own ministry of truth. They're going to have, regardless, they're going to do it. We're going to come, th- this, we're going to come back to this because Twitter was also suppressing um, everyone's discussions of the story if it was in favor of Musk. Twitter was suppressing this whole they were suppressing all discussion of it i wanted to touch on really quickly the story uh, with mcconnell so ukraine there were a number of republicans who voted against that garbage ukraine package that was going to give billions and billions and billions of dollars to government agencies that were considered adjacent admission to you to what was happening in ukraine and It wasn't actually, no, not all of the billions were going to be going towards helping Ukrainians. And I think it's completely fair to say why should they? Why should the United States be spending more than any other European nation on Ukraine when Ukraine is in the backyard of these very wealthy European nations? I think that's a completely fair question to ask, especially when we have issues of our own. That's not being a nationalist. That's just not being stupid. It's non-moronic policy. So Mitch McConnell goes to the floor. Now, I'll say this to Mitch McConnell. I like that Mitch McConnell is the reason that we have a conservative Supreme Court. And he is the reason why we have a number of judges in the federal courts. Uh, I think it's like one out of three is a Trump judge. And it's because Mitch McConnell made it his focus after midterm election when Trump lost control of the House. He made it, Mitch McConnell made it his mission to make sure that Trump's agenda was a judicial one. And that they could reshape the courts when they had the chance. And Mitch McConnell did a very good job, and he was very loyal to Trump's picks, and he shepherded them all through. He listened to what the people voted for. So all the people that slay McConnell, you got to give him credit there. Now, that's not to say that he's perfect in every way. I've been criticizing him far longer than some of these johnny Come grifters that are out there. And this is one of the things that I would criticize him on he gets to the floor of the Senate and he's talking about that aid package and he starts going after some of the Republicans that actually voted against it. And he said that, uh, consider the much larger cost should Ukraine lose. And he said that, he said that, um, he didn't call anybody out by name, but he said anyone concerned about the cost of supporting a Ukrainian victory should consider how much larger the cost should be if if Ukraine loses. And he says, as a matter of moral principle... U.S. is proud to support a sovereign democracy, et cetera, et cetera. His whole argument here is predicated upon the money actually going, all of the money actually going to Ukraine. And it's not. And in fact, we don't even have accountability as to where some of this other, where some of the other money is going. We don't really know exactly where everything is going. There's not a lot of oversight here. And there's a reason why a number of Republicans voted against it. It wasn't because of pettiness. And I think that they understand just as well as everybody. So the, the, it, that, I think that was kind of a, a lame move that McConnell made. And why is it always the United States? I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of tired of the country getting kicked around over and over again, especially by these hoity-toity European nations that always say that we're out there nation-building, but yet who do they call when something like this is knocking on their back door? They call the United States. Our response should be, oh, no, we listen to you. We're not going to be involved in nation-building anymore. That's my response. That's how I would handle it. So I don't necessarily, I don't like McConnell's response here, and I don't think that he needs to be putting up any other division in the Republican Party at this point. I really don't. I thought it was a stupid remark. I know some people are mad at him. They get mad at him over a number of things. I'm going to tell you what, you can get mad at McConnell. McConnell will play ball. He will play ball with you. Depending on who is running the White House, what did McConnell not do that Trump wanted? Everything Trump wanted, McConnell did. And the biggest thing was the judges. Now, there are a number of things I don't like McConnell on. But I think that Republicans get baited into focusing so much. Everybody going after McConnell is a stupid Steve Bannon tactic. That's all that guy, that's all that guy has ever done is just, is just talk about McConnell. I'm not even a McConnell fan. I don't even like being put in a position of defending people. I just think it's a dumb tactic and strategy. Because he will play ball with whoever's in the White House. He got... Tell me something he didn't do that Trump wanted. I'll listen. That's the thing. He did everything Trump wanted him to do. He even got involved in uh, in the races that Trump was in and helped with those candidates. Everyone sits here and they say, oh, this is McConnell. that did Not necessarily. I think that, like I said, Republicans are being baited into going after him instead of looking at Democrats. And also... Uh I mean he's nobody knows parliamentary procedure better. And there are a number of things that Trump wanted and that conservatives wanted that were saved because he knew those parliamentary measures better than anybody else. So, telling you. Uh we got a lot still to come including oh my gosh, I have so much wokery. I'm trying to I'm going to try to break it up so I'm not dominating the show with this stuff, but Just, there's a female skateboarder who's livid because a man who identifies as a woman kicked her out of first place. Women are losing in sports everywhere. We've got that for you. People are upset at people, they say, who are upset over the Rachel Zeigler casting in Snow White, which I have not seen anybody get upset about, but I just want to point out the double standard. So we're going to talk about that coming up. A Princeton president demands tenured professor to be fired, Because that professor um, opposed giving his black colleagues more sabbatical time and higher salaries than the equally qualified white staff in the wake of BLM. We're going to talk about that. We'll also get into some of the latest with uh, the economy, tech and more. As you age, the fatigue and failing endurance you feel can't be fixed with more and more caffeine. So introducing a new way to start your day, Super Beats Heart Chews. They're a tasty treat that can give you the energy that you need and are good for you. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, or candy for a quick pick-me-up. Add two delicious plant-based Super Beats Heart Chews to your morning routine and promote heart-healthy energy for your day without a caffeine crash. Because Super Beats Heart Chews' unique clinically researched grapeseed extract promotes heart-healthy energy and normal blood pressure, as part of a healthy lifestyle. The grapeseed extract used in Super Beats Hard Chews has been clinically shown to be two times as effective at supporting normal blood pressure as a healthy lifestyle alone. Now, for my listeners only, you can get up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com. Get up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. That's danasbeats.com, danasbeats.com.
3: Shooting down woke culture, one crazy headline at a time. It's the Dana Show.
0: Happy Friday, little L Seven. Dana Lash here with you. I was reading the story about uh, the, re- the the live casting of Snow White, which seems like that's going to be kind of a cool thing. I guess they're still going through with it. I don't know how they're going to handle the seven dwarves because everybody so gets so upset over everything. But anyway, they got this actress. She was in West Side Story, which Steven Spielberg decided to get all political with. Because I like West Side Story. There's like that, and then uh, uh, Sound of Music, because I think every kid was forced to watch it. But West Side Story was a good. It was a good musical, and I hate musicals. But she's twenty one. She has short brown hair. You know, kind of has a Snow White look. But I've never seen. I think this is made up, because people. We're saying that there was outrage over a Latina star playing the traditionally fair German role. And I have not seen that from anybody. Because the and the article gets into how, well, you know, because she's supposed to have skin as white as snow. I've never I haven't seen anybody freaking out about this at all. And I don't even know what other actor actress who's that age could play that role, honestly. I really don't know because you kinda do need to you need know, you, you need to have the darker hair and the darker eyes because that's what Snow White had. But what gets me is that they're they're making up outrage woke, the woke scolds, to get outraged about. But ha- do you remember how they freak out over any other kind of casting? So if they're telling what they say are like white critics, if they're telling white critics that you're that they're getting upset over nothing and that it's racist to claim appropriation. Then let's do this the other way. When Emma Stone was cast in Aloha in 2015, people were outraged. They were outraged because it was a Chinese and Hawaiian character. And she had to apologize and Cameron Crowe had to apologize. Or when Jared Leto played a transgender woman in Dallas Buyers Club in 2013, everybody had to apologize. apologize. Um, When Johnny Depp, when he was in The Lone Ranger, there was all controversy. When Jake Gyllenhaal was the title character in Prince of Persia, he was in Persian. People got all upset. And remember, Nina Simone got upset when Zoe Saldana was going to be playing, her estate anyway, was going to be playing Nina Simone. There were so many people that get upset over this. Like, people were mad that, that they're, now they're mad that Elizabeth Taylor, this is like, like 40 years on, played Cleopatra. They were getting mad at Gal Gadot for being cast as Cleopatra. She, I mean, she was Macedonian. She wasn't Egyptian. There's such a double standard with woke scolds. Stay with us. Second hour on the way. I've talked a lot about the kel KSG shotgun over the years, and it's no secret how much I love it. It's become the go-to shotgun for law enforcement and home defense, and for a really good reason. Uh, but why am I such a huge fan of the kel KSG? Well, like everything that kel invents, it created an entirely new class of shotgun, and the one that started it all is the KSG shotgun. It's the first 12-gauge pump-action shotgun chambered for three-inch shells, And with its dual tube mags, offers a capacity of twelve plus one, so that's six rounds in each tube plus one chambered. If you prefer two and three quarter inch shells, even better, because the KSG holds seven plus seven plus one, that's fifteen shells. You cannot ignore the downward shell ejection either; it makes the KSG truly ambidextrous and ejects shells away from your face. It's brilliant design. See the Keltec KSG up close and personal at keltecweapons.com. That's K E L. TECweapons.com. Again, to find out more, visit KeltechWeapons.com. Jamie, I would say that the Disinformation Governance Board was the victim of disinformation. So the difference between dis and misinformation is disinformation is false false information spread with malign intent. And clearly there was a malign intent on some actors in the media and in politics who just really stood up to uh, the, the formation of this board because it would be confronting disinformation. They completely mischaracterized its mission. And frankly, uh, this childish behavior, is endangering our national security now? This- no, they they didn't. Though they did, they didn't do any of that. That's that's uh, Nurse Ratchet there, who was the chair of the the Ministry of Truth, the Disinformation Board. Welcome back to the show, second hour of the program, Dana Lesch here with you, your lovable Daria, and that was just this afternoon. She gave, or late at morning rather, she gave an interview. Um, she's she was on cable news last night. Uh, yesterday afternoon, last night, and today saying that it was childish what people did and that um, she was saying that it was uh, disinformation that took down the disinformation board and all this stuff, except um, it was her. She's I mean, this is a big time Hillary supporter who campaigned for Hillary and immediately went out to try to discredit people over the Hunter Biden laptop, which she said didn't exist, and it absolutely did exist, and the FBI had to admit that they had it in their custody, et cetera, et cetera. And the... It's wild to me that this is what it is because they haven't dissolved the board yet. It's only paused, so I don't know what they think they're going to do with this. And I get the sense, and maybe this is just me being paranoid, but I kind of feel like she's still going to be involved in with it in some way. Do you guys feel like that too? It feels like she's still going to kind of be involved in it some way. She's made this whole career for herself out of disinformation, so to speak. Whatever the hell that is. Like I didn't even. Did y'all know she wrote a book? I didn't know she wrote a book. But she apparently wrote a book, and has been. Whether it was the Russian disinformation hoax or Russian collusion hoax and all that stuff. She pushed this stuff like mad. And now she has the audacity to tell other people that, well, they're the ones being childish. Not me, the selfie queen. These people are. These are the people who are childish. No one, Here's the thing. No one cares. And she was really, you should see the, the sob stories that, let me bring this up, the sob stories that they put out. So this was uh, over at CBS. They were saying that, oh, Nina Jankowicz is speaking out after the disinformation uh, governance board and... How uh, she said that it's childish behavior. These people are that this is endangering in our international security. And then she was like, oh, and then she reveals that she's, you know, she's pregnant and she wishes, you know, like you're supposed to be like, oh, it's OK that you were lying to all of us because you're pregnant. You know, there were a lot of other pregnant women, pregnant conservative women out there that got maybe, you know, 50,000 times more heat than she ever has simply because they were conservative, not because that they were propelled to lead this ridiculous ministry of truth. That's so lame. Like, you know, buck up, Brenda. You know, you you you're getting a little bit of what has been thrown to people for years. I mean, she is just she's and she says that, you know, there's, you know, we've had to I've had to report, um, you know, this stuff to security services at DHS. I don't believe her. And she says, I'm not going to be silenced by my critics. No one cares if she talks. I don't I don't care if she talks because no one listens to her. Her book didn't sell. So nobody listens to her. No one cares. And I cannot stand people who you can tell she is an annoying theater kid and the way that she constantly tries to blink a million times. And then she just the way she puts on it. I just cannot. She I just by her body language, her 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 cadence. I cannot stand anything about this woman. She is not a broad I would get along with. And she tries to act like she's so tough, but tough chicks don't have to sit here and go back on. But I'm a woman. (laughs) They don't have to do that. If she was truly a tough broad, she wouldn't have to try to make excuses as to why she should be treated with kid gloves. I mean, you know, these are big kid games here, right? If she wanted, to, she wanted to head up a very Orwellian board that went after people for saying things that she didn't like politically. She wanted people to be, certain people, the elite, to be able to edit other people's tweets without permission. I mean, she's nuts. And she's, I guess, trying to go for some kind of sympathy vote here. I don't know. No one cares if she speaks. No one cares if she speaks or not. We just don't want anybody who is as petty and selfie obsessed and partisan as this broad who notoriously pushed disinformation from everything on from the Russian collusion hoax to denying the very real existence of that laptop on this comically Orwellian board. We don't want the Orwellian board either. That's it. That's the end. Gosh, if you looked up cringe in a dictionary, it's her. It's like the ultimate Karen. Like everybody else was the mini boss. She's like, this is, she was, she's the Karen boss. Now, speaking of which, you know, Robbie Mook, the Clinton campaign manager in, uh, he ran her campaign in 2016. He just said in court that Hillary Clinton herself approved the idea of giving the alpha bank story to a reporter. They said, we told her we wanted to have this and we want to share it with a reporter and she agreed to that. Whoa. Whoa. That's going to be rough. And he said that he wasn't sure if she found out about the plan before or after the campaign. He said all I remember is that she agreed with the decision to do it. Of course she knew. You remember that Alpha Bank story? Oh my gosh, who all ran with that? New York Times? Everybody ran with that. Um, They were... It it they, that was that bank server could have you know funny Bannon believed that story. See Bannon believed that story. I, wasn't that one of the basis one of the reasons that he called Donald Trump Jr. a traitor? I'm trying to remember like when he decided he didn't want to be MAGA and then he was going to be MAGA. You know, just wondering. Anyway, so yeah, that's pretty huge. We we all knew that. We all knew the whole thing. We knew she knew. Everybody they all had to know. There's so much, Are they all somebody of these people had to know so much of this. All right, I want to share some wokery with you too. A Princeton president has demanded for the has demanded the firing of a tenured professor because the professor uh, Christopher Eisgruber No, that's the president. Christopher Eisgruber demanded that the professor Joshua Katz be fired. And it's because Katz opposed Joshua Katz opposed giving black colleagues more sabbatical time and higher salaries than white staff in the wake of the BLM movement. The recommended dismissal was sent to the school's board of directors last week and it accused Katz of not cooperating uh, in a settled sexual misconduct investigation and everyone's like, this is politically motivated. And they... So he's going after this guy And the, the president looks quite smug And he was They had mentioned his opposition To Giving um, Black colleagues uh, More, basically more, more um, Time off and, and Pay raise than white colleagues Just simply because of skin color Which that's, that's racist It is, that's a racist thing you know, there it is. Let's be real. And so now they're in a big court battle over this. And they had a they had a fight in with op ed. So Katz had written an op ed and where he was explaining his position on this. And then the president decided to write his own op ed saying that um It was like racist and all this other. So they had, I mean, it sounds really healthy academically, right? The president said that Katz's remarks on the whole sabbatical and time off thing were irresponsible and offensive. But he didn't say anything irresponsible and offensive. I mean, I read the piece. I was trying to find, you know, he just simply explained his position and how ultimately, you know, you don't you don't solve perceived inequality with more inequality. And that did not sit well with this president of this. Of, the, of Princeton Golly Can you imagine You have the And you have the president Being so public And going after somebody Like this so publicly Sounds like just a great Great place academically Doesn't it So nice So well put together Now The Wokery though Is not I feel like we're a, Like kind of turning A corner a bit And I said yesterday That You had Netflix Now They uh, Gave pink slips To 150 employees And They started pulling some of their crazier content, including the anti-racist baby series from the uh, uh, CRT grifter Ibram X. Kendi. They fired 70 employees working for its social media and publishing teams. And they started laying off all this stuff. And many people noted that they were laying off people that were working on very woke projects the struggling streaming service has pulled the plug says Variety on a number of programs that were aimed at discussing specifically race and alphabet issues now I would imagine because those programs are not doing well on Netflix as it is that's not quite sure why that's not something that's a consideration with these people they're not doing well as it is.
2: What's an alphabet issue?
0: Oh, the LGBTQ XYZ okay, barbecue.
2: I figured. All right.
0: Yeah, that's what it is. I mean, pick your pick your letter and I'll think of something for it. But it's like, actually, I think it's LGBTQ BBQ. I don't know.
2: <laughs> I would attend.
0: M squared. I'm not quite sure. I don't even know what that means. But I'm just saying, yeah, the alphabet, the letter people, as as it were. Come and meet the letter people. So, because it's not, I don't think people are watching it. I don't think people are watching that stuff at all. It's just, it's not, um, it's just not, it's not a, it's not a fun, it's all preachy and boring. Anti-racist baby? Who's going to watch that? Not
2: only is Netflix like bad, but it's losing money too. Like the only thing holding them up is their stand-up specials. Like so far, that's it.
0: Yeah, they had that. They got the Bridgerton stuff. Um, Ozark. And then they have their baking stuff. Trying to think of what else.
2: Stranger Things comes out. That's about it.
0: Yeah, Stranger Things comes out in July, which is weird because it should come out in October, you would think. Last October, maybe, but I don't know. But, yeah, so the the anti-racist baby series isn't going to come out. That doesn't sound like anything I'd watch. And then they had a thing called Wings of Fire. It was a fantasy series about fighting racism With dragons, apparently, and that just sounds hokey. They had another one. Um, Not everything has been canceled. Not all their woke stuff has been canceled, but a number of it has been. Basically, stuff that looks stupid and is not going to get any eyeballs has been canceled. I don't know. Maybe are we turning a corner? Maybe we are. I'm not quite sure. As uh, coming up, U.S. Army is considering allowing soldiers to change base if local laws offend their choice of gender. Boy, we're really going to be real ready for... Action when China decides to you know pull some shenanigans, aren't we? Good grief! Have you heard of American Wagyu? No? Well, I'm here to tell you it is some of the most sought after beef in the world, and I can get you two free pounds. So our new friends at Good Ranchers are giving you two pounds of their American Wagyu burgers for free with my code Dana. So not only does Good Ranchers sell 100% American meat that is steakhouse quality, it is one of the best burgers on the market, and you'll find boxes. like the Rancher's Classic, their best-selling combo of beef and chicken, or the new Prepper Kit. And with meat prices soaring, Good Ranchers will help you stock up. Have food security and save $25 on every box for life just with your subscription. So as long as you're subscribed, your price is not going to change. Two pounds of free Wagyu burgers and zero inflation? Yeah, this offer is not going to last long. So visit GoodRanchers.com Dana to get a box of amazing American meat and get two pounds of free American Wagyu burgers plus free shipping. That's GoodRanchers.com slash Dana. GoodRanchers.com slash Dana.
1: And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech.
0: Now see, when you play that, all I want to do is just like karaoke to that. And that's the song where you put your drink on the table and you're like, that's my jam. And you go and you get on the dance floor. Everybody does that. That is the call to the dance floor. Everybody knows this song. All right. So Meta, don't say life. Meta tells workers not to mention abortion on an internal chat due to an increased risk. The tech giant is seen as a hostile work environment. But talking about BLM or trains, anything or anything, that's totally fine. That was something that The Verge had reported. I don't look. I don't care if companies are like, look, don't discuss this at work. But at the same time, you need to have a little consistency because that's what makes people upset when there's not consistency. That's what people don't get Sometimes it's not opposition to the idea Sometimes it's just opposition to the lack of consistency That's what makes a lot of people upset Myself included Even though I oppose a lot of the ideology As long as it's a consistent application And not preferencing one over another Anyway, long story short Snitches get tote bags Taxpayer funded NPR creates a tip line For employees to rat out colleagues Who don't wear masks For real, it's May now May 2022 And they're still enforcing a strict mask mandate at their office and they maintain this anonymous tip line for snitches to snitch on colleagues who break the rules now if you get caught breaking the rule you could get in disciplinary action but apparently if you snitch you get yourself a tote bag like they actually reward you oh my gosh and they say like if you notice someone who's forgotten their mask you might tell them hey you forgot your mask And then I might have a five-finger message. I'm just saying. Uh, Also, Russia's to cut Finland's natural gas in the latest clash of energy. And mansion, which we're going to talk about, hammers Biden for not doing enough to fix the energy crisis. Stick with us. More on the way. We got Wokery.
1: Biden's disinformation governance board bites the dust. Several nail-biter races on primary night... And so far, Republicans are turning out in much bigger numbers than Democrats in key states. I'm Greg Columbus, Join Jim Garrity of National Review and me each weekday for the Three Martini Lunch podcast. We'll give you the good, bad, and crazy news of the day for conservatives, and hopefully a lot of laughs, too. Join us. Follow the Three Martini Lunch on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, if, if I may, real quickly, Secretary Helen, I don't know, did, did you all just put out a statement. The U.S. Department of Interior just put out a statement. And the statement basically says a proposed program is not a decision to issue specific leases or to authorize any drilling or development. This is from you all's office. So it looks like you all shut everything down. Did you know you all put this uh, out?
2: I, I, am, I am sorry. I, I am sitting in this hearing and, and not... My God, somebody...
3: It shuts it down. It sh- shows what your intent is.
0: True. I mean, they wanted to... The, and that's Joe Manchin. That was at the uh, the hearings, the energy hearings. And Joe Manchin's trying to figure out, okay, well, you know, we, we got this... We have this issue here with gas prices. We have an issue. This is energy secretary, you know, asking these questions... And it was well not energy secretary, it was interior secretary. It was Deb Hallen. And she had some trouble answering these questions. And then she couldn't answer if gas prices were too high. She wouldn't tell John Barroso that. And she couldn't explain to Manchin why it was that they had a number why it was that they're that they're canceling these leases. I it's just it's wild to watch this. Welcome back to the show, Dana Lash here with you. Happy Friday. Yeah, that that um, I actually I enjoyed, I enjoyed that discussion. But I wish that we'd get some answers here. And then you have this audio soundbite three. She was, she was trying to, filibuster during this testimony, and I watched. I went back and I was watching some of this, um, some of the longer cuts of this because I just she seemed honestly so unprepared in all of it and it just was wild 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 to see wild to see go ahead with this because this is this is what cut is it what cut did I say it's like three thousand and three cut three thousand and three please
2: we we're happy to um speak with you um some of the notes we're happy to uh, speak more with you about this issue um, and, of course, um, follow the lead. Um, the department um, is requesting $65 million um, in the OS to address these hard rock mines. So.
0: You could hear them writing what she needed to say when she was, when she was testifying. <laughs> this is bad. Oh, boy. No, they couldn't, um, they couldn't exactly, they couldn't answer this. They couldn't answer anytime that they've, I mean, what is it? Corinne Jean-Pierre was being asked about gas prices. She had no answer. When Jennifer Granholm's asked about gas prices, she has no answer. And then audio soundbite eight. Then you wonder why you have polls like this that come in with these results. Listen to this.
3: We also asked folks to get a sense about how things are going in the U.S. And look at this, Aaron. Sixty five percent of Americans in our brand new CNN poll tonight say they are concerned about how things are going in the U.S. Only four percent excited, 10 percent optimistic. Even one in five say that they are scared.
0: Yeah, Well, I wonder why. I wonder why they're scared. This is—I re- mean, it's—it's it's crazy that that we don't even—we can't even get the in- secretary of the interior, energy secretary, or anyone else to answer any questions. You got Pete Poot, Mayor Poot Buttigieg out there doing everything, but I mean, getting into the supply chain crisis. Where's he at with all this stuff with the formula? issue in that because now you have the government saying that we're going to do operation what is it operation fly formula we're going to have military and and uh mil- we're going to get military involved and we're going to fly formula over here if only you know we had like a private market solution to that i don't know called shipping if only we had ways to do that that's something that you would think that the literal transportation secretary would be involved in but he's out pretending to ride his bike and get the green virtue snaps I, it's just it's so stupid Everything is just... And the fly, the fly formula thing is such an unnecessary, ridiculous stunt. Just let people ship it in. Why in the hell do you have to have the government go do it? The problem isn't that we can't get it in. The problem is that the United States has regulations against it and they seize this crap. That's why. Now, in the meantime... Let me pull this story up. Where would I have this at? There was a report... The US Army is considering letting soldiers change base if local laws offend their choice of gender. The US Army, furthering its recent journey into wokeness via military.com, they're calling it a compassionate reassignment. Is is that's that's what it is. They're it's a, they're circulating this draft policy tweak that would specify soldiers can request to move if they feel state or local laws discriminate against them based on gender, sex, religion, race, or pregnancy. The guidance updates a vague policy, service policy to add specific language on discrimination. It's far from final, needs approval from the Army Secretary, Christine Wormuth. If, a- if enacted, it'd be one of the most progressive policies. They said that some states are untenable to live in. There's a rise in hate crimes and LGBT. Discrimination says, I don't, I don't even know where that's happening. Like, either you go in to serve or just get out. The RAND Corp said that 6% of the military is gay or bisexual, 1% is transgender or, or non binary. No one cares what you are. Gen Z troops, the latest generation starting to fill the ranks, are also much more likely to identify as alphabet. And, Steve, that's the LGBTQ. B, B, Q, M squared, P, X, Y, C, T, I, J. Okay. Uh, they're the latest filling in the ranks. Nobody cares. And I've noticed that it's not so much like gay service members that are talking about this. It's the, it's the 1%, the, the ones that identify as trans that are talking about this. Because there are a number of gay people that serve in the military that are just like, we want to just can we can we just come in and kick ass? Can we just do that? And I have to do all this other stuff like with the the wokery. But all of the complaints and pretty much the entire basis of this report is from those who identify as trans. Like the men who want to identify as women, because it's not really so much men or women identifying as men that it's the men identifying as women. And so I don't know where in the United States, and this is some communications director for some wokey, woke thing, said, it's Friday, said that troops, quote, can't be forced to live in places where they aren't f- seen as fully human. Who's not seen you as fully human? I'm so confused. I don't think anybody's, nobody's saying that. I, I mean, are they, I, it, that doesn't make sense. Why are we focusing on this? It's military. It's can you can you kick ass? Yes or no. Do you want to kick A? Yes or no. Can you kick the A? Yes or no. It's very simple questions. No one cares what your favorite color is. No one cares what your favorite food is. Nobody cares if you hate disco. Nobody cares if your favorite pastime is underwater basket weaving. Nobody cares. Nobody cares if you would like to crochet. They don't care if... You like to practice with makeup on your time off. No one cares. No one cares what books you read. They don't care if you like tofu. They don't care if you like imitation crab meat over real crab meat better. No one cares. They also don't care if you like custard more than ice cream. They don't care what your favorite ice cream flavor is either. In fact, no one gives a crap about anything else other than can you kick ass? Very simple. Very simple question. Can you? Are you interested in doing that? Will you? Okay, then sign here. Very simple. It's not the military is not a, a social experiment. And it can't be a social experiment for a reason. That's how you get people killed. You're going to get people killed by making them less prepared. By taking attention away from military preparedness. And don't tell me that where I got military preparedness. We had a sub-accident out in the Pacific for the love. Come on. Don't tell me it's about military preparedness. That That we're fine there. We're taking attention away from that and we're focusing on all of these other things that have nothing to do with kicking ass. You know it's quite simple, and it is. It does. I mean, it does get dangerous because you're introducing a lot of drama. No one cares about your drama. It's you're supposed. It's supposed to be about one fighting machine. That's it. No one even gay or straight or whatever. No one wants to hear about what you're doing. Can you if can you can you help uh, a fellow soldier if you're in a firefight? If things go sideways, are you going to be able to do your job? That's what it comes down to. <sighs> and you wonder why people don't want to go in the military. Because they're doing they're, they're focusing on all this stuff. Man. Uh, also, a couple other things. Because I'm going to spread out the Wokery. I told you I had a significant number of it. And that was just one of many. Uh, additionally... The there's a conspiracy theorist who is all behind Twitter's crisis misinformation policy, and we're going to talk about that coming up with some with some tech, and also a furious female skateboarder Taylor Silverman slams the rival man who identifies as a woman who won first place, forced her into second place at the Red Bull at Red Bull's Cornerstone. She says she's sick of being bullied into silence because if you speak out about it they call you every name under the sun and they do they bully women into being quiet so we're going to talk about that and more we also have florida man on the way
3: the dana show sponsored by 30 years of game-changing caltech innovation like the p50 a new breed of pistol innovation performance caltech
0: you got to have acdc At any kind of wedding reception. Welcome back to the show. Dana Lash here. This is one of the best bands on God's green earth. I am so grateful to have seen them live. I made it my kids' first concert. I mean, you cannot have a wedding reception without this song. This is the song that you can't play it unless the bar's been open for about an hour or two hours. But when this song comes on, I guarantee you, you can play bingo to this and you'll win. People will put their drinks on the table, this is my jam. Bridesmaids will pull their hair back into a pony. And old people will get out on the dance floor because it's ACDC. It is the feel good song of every wedding reception. It is the call to the dance floor, the call of unity, the ultimate sound of rock. So Steve, aka DJ Fun Uncle, has his he's gonna be the impresario. Of a wedding celebration and we were talking about music I'm like oh my gosh you gotta have some ACDC when you hear this is probably one of the most iconic like three seconds of any song too because when you hear those chords you're just like There's oh! something it resonates deep within the soul Steve you know that too yeah. it pulls you it pulls you to party man
2: part time wedding DJ here so uh, always DJ Funland, recommendations are always welcome but I have a pretty hefty playlist
0: Look, he's like so pro about it, yeah. and I'm over here like all Shakespearean, <laughs> like Steve not DJ first fun rodeo, uncle.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's like you're like I've never DJed before. What I don't know. Oh man. So yeah, you got you were telling me you got a pretty healthy you got a pretty healthy thing out. Well, this start, started because we started
2: because the last segment we were talking about disco, and then that's what led oh, into the conversation of what me. to play and what not to play, and then that led to ACDC. So here we are.
0: Yeah, I was telling him Anita Ward is like the only disco artist that I'm like okay. But I I'm like I'm more like Motown and metal, which is actually kind of an odd combination. But there you have it. So and blues. Love that. So wait, let me ask you this before we get into Florida, man. How do you kick it off? Because you got to have the song like when the dance floor's officially open there. You got to be careful with how you go and call people out there. So what do you do?
2: So you either start or end the night with September by Earth, Wind and Fire. That's I mean, oh. cause it's so iconic intro. Like nobody That's hates such that song. A great but yeah, intro. It's, it's a great one.
0: That's a good one. We're going to, one day I should just do a whole podcast just on this kind of stuff. Just on like wedding songs. Let's, let's do like your perfect wedding, your disco wedding, which yeah, I couldn't do that. I'd have to be like, I'm sorry, you can't hire me. I'll sing. Your rock and roll wedding my, your fa- wedding. my
2: favorite song to play at a wedding is Prince's 1999. I think it's just that's so, good. it's so good.
0: That's, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I'm trying to think what other ones. Cause there's some of the, what about, um, Hill Gang, jump on it. it depends. That's a good one. To that's gets that's, iffy. On that's a hot
2: take. It's either hot or cold with that one. I don't know. Some people hate what? it.
0: What? That's, okay, I can't deal. All right, let's go ahead and kick it into some Florida Man.
1: It's his life mission to make bad decisions.
3: <laughs> it's time for Florida Man.
0: Okaloosa County, a Fort Walton Beach man, a Florida man, is charged after burglarizing vehicles in Okaloosa County Wednesday night of this week. 38-year-old Terry Stone. What a name. That's like a name that's either going to be real good or real bad. Like, who's that Terry Stone? Badass. Or... Terry Stone, burglar who ran away from police and fell into a pool while he did it. And that's exactly what happened in this story. 38-year-old Terry Stone ran away from police after they responded to a car burglary. They tried to make contact with him. He ran from deputies, jumped a fence, and landed right into a pool on accident. He suffered superficial injuries to his face, and and he was medically cleared before being charged. He's being held at the Okaloosa County Jail under no bond. No bond is given to you. A man charged with murder. Once makeup applied to cover his many, many, many facial tattoos at trial. This is in West Palm Beach. The Florida man, it's a very important ruling. He apparently, the victim was shot to death during a drug sale gone wrong in West Palm Beach. And the suspect has yet to go to trial. And his lawyer has a list of requests. The big one, letting his client cover his facial tattoos. He's going to look weird, though, because he's got a ton of them. Like his whole neck's covered, a side of his face. He's going to look like he's wearing... To, he's going to look like he's he's like a television host offset that's what he's going to look like it's going to be bad uh they uh the victim had a gunshot wound to his right thigh and then uh it ended up yeah it was a drug deal gone bad so we'll, we'll see how this goes but his name is anthony williams and he was charged and tw- it's a murder that happened in in 2012 and he's, gonna, and, and he's going to trial now. It's just weird how long that takes. And a Florida man who was posing as a doctor for an online dating service, what, swindled over a million dollars from over 30 women. And he's not even hot. Tallahassee, Florida, a Florida man pleaded guilty to defrauding more than 30 women of 1.3 million. He pretended to be a doctor on an online dating service. And people believed Brian Wedgworth. And so now he's in jail and he's going to go under trial. He's going to be sentenced on August 8th. Well, he for sentencing for trial or trial sentencing. Anyway, that we got third hour on the way. Stick with us; more in store.
1: Uh, so women should determine what they're going to do with their bodies. I strongly believe that. And I'm not taking a Gallup poll to make that determination. It is something I believe from seeing the women who are in my life, uh, my, my mother that passed away, my two sisters and others. Uh, they should make the determination of what they are going to do with their bodies.
0: Hmm. So this was New York City Mayor Eric Adams in response to a question about abortion up until birth. And so he's doing the whole, well, I think women should be able to decide what they do with their bodies, but up until birth, that's, I mean, I can't even, be, can't even imagine just any kind of supporter of that practice going all the way up until birth. Like you just like, you're okay with it until like right when the baby's being born, and then you're like, oh, never mind. I've changed my mind now. Welcome back to the show. Third hour of the program. Happy Friday to you. And the extremism, I think, of the left. The left isn't the left anymore. And I've said this a million times, but it's just I keep thinking at some point there's going to be maybe a resurgence of just some sense within the party. But I think they've drummed everybody out. I mean, especially when it, you know, as on this issue, they they've repeatedly told their folks that, you know, this is not we're not going to allow you to stay in the party if you're, gonna, if you're not going to be on board with Planned Parenthood here, taxpayer-funded abortion on demand all the way up until the moment of birth. This is also the same party that was trying to overthrow, undermine an election. So they had uh, this story that we were telling you about that broke this afternoon. Robbie Mook was testifying earlier as a witness in defense of uh, Clinton lawyer Michael Sussman, right? Michael Sussman worked at Perkins Coie, and that was the law firm that was acting as the middleman between Hillary Clinton, DNC, and then Fusion GPS, the firm that they hired to work with all this, quote unquote, oppo, so they could try to plant these stories about um, Trump and undermine the campaign and the election. And so Mook was testifying and he told jurors that he discussed the the matter about Hillary Clinton personally authorizing her campaign to share what has been, de- it's been debunked, uh, computer data that re- that was mocked up to link Trump to Alpha, this Russian bank. And this was her, twenty 20- and Mook is her 2016 campaign manager. And he says that uh, they were telling him that uh, you know he, he was testifying that she absolutely agreed to it she knew about it and she absolutely agreed to it now he said that it was funny because he added this caveat that well you know at the time the campaign had not yet um, verified the accuracy of the data and they they were leaking it to a reporter though because that's how do you see that spin? He was trying to he was trying to get, still give a little defense by saying, "Well, you know, we we're going to leak it to um a reporter and that's how, and they were going to run it down and they were they were going to vet it for us." No, you 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 just handed it out because you knew that that, that they were going to report it and it would be just the accusation. There's the story. This is all, this is the tactic that they use. It's the LBJ tactic. There was a story about LBJ. He was running in a race in Texas. And this is before he was getting into big-time official office, elected office. And he was running a race in Texas, and he, uh, it was was in, I can't remember what book it was in, but he had asked his campaign manager, he was like, hey, you know, my opponent, let's plan some stories about this guy that he's a uh, pig fornicator. Yeah. And the campaign manager was like, You can't just say that stuff. That's crazy. You can't just make that accusation about somebody. And LBJ had said in response, yeah, okay, well, it's not about proving it's true. It's about getting the guy to deny it. That's it. Just toxifying just with that one, that one, that's it. So that's what this was about. They didn't care if the information was true. They just wanted someone to report it. So Mook trying to argue that, well, you know, we gave it to a journalist because we were going to have this journalist run down this information no, they knew what they were doing. Part of the point of giving it to a reporter was that they could run it down further. That was actual, his actual defense. We all know better. And then a reporter could, could vet the information and then decide if they wanted to print it. That's not how this works, and you know that. So he testified that he was first told about this information, so showing the secret back channel between a Trump organization server and Russia's Alpha Bank by campaign general counsel Mark Elias. Mook it that he did not recall where the data came from. And he said that he also discussed the matter with John Podesta, Jake Sullivan, Jennifer Palmieri, and then they gave it to Clinton. And so Clinton knew about this the entire time. Of course she did. She knew about this whole thing this whole time. So you have Sussman, who is the lawyer who worked for her campaign. He's charged with lying to the FBI. You have... Uh, in, all involved in this, you have Robbie Mook, who was their campaign manager in 2016. And then you have, I mean, you got all these other, you got I mean, this is just crazy. And Mark Elias was uh, the general, he was the uh, general campaign counsel and former partner. He and Sussman were partners at Perkins Coie, which is the law firm that acted as the agent in terms of working with Fusion GPS and, and getting opposition research so that they could then pass to Clinton, so that it wasn't just Clinton working directly with Fusion GPS. Now, the... And Clinton had denied this this whole time. And she, but, and so she knew about it. She knew about it. She absolutely... Gave the go ahead to do this, to leak this info, which we knew this. All this stuff, the truth is going to come out at some point and it's all coming out bit by bit by bit. It's all coming out bit by bit. And this is the first uh, Sussman's the first person indicted by John Durham in this Russian origins probe. Right. And he was briefed about Alpha Bank by Mark Elias, that the, the campaign uh, general counselor. And then Jake Sullivan is now, why does Jake Sullivan's name sound familiar to you? Why why is he implicated in all this? Because he is now the national security advisor. Jake Sullivan, you've seen Jake Sullivan give press conferences. I know. So this is, it's all pretty, pretty crazy. This is why a lot of people don't like, they don't like the idea of, um, they don't like Jake Sullivan being involved in all this stuff. Because he's compromised himself. Of course he did. And a lot of these people are still involved in Democrat politics. All right, I want to switch it up. we got Wokery. This is such an infuriating story. Uh, There was the Red Bull Cornerstone Contest, the skateboarding contest. And a man ended up beating the taking first place over... The woman in the competition. And this has been an ongoing thing with um, men taking women's spots in sports and basically erasing women from sports. So Taylor Silverman was she came in second and she really should have been first. She's furious. And she had reached out to Red Bull because then there's all these videos the the man who is identified as a woman goes by the name of Lillian Gallagher and he ended up this was a, a Vic, this was a competition in Lincoln Nebraska and Gallagher got $5000 um, because he took place in both the events main competition and its best trick contest and it was in the female category for skateboarding female skateboarding And so this happened back in 2021, but apparently uh, the real first place winner, Taylor Silverman, has been trying to get, you know, some kind of um, justification on this and, and, and rectify this whole situation. And Red Bull won't listen to it or have anything to do with her. So she decided to post on Instagram. She said she's done with all this stuff. She said she's done with being bullied into silence. Her post that she put up on Instagram said, quote, My name is Taylor Silverman. I'm a female athlete. I've been skateboarding for 11 years and competing for several years. I have been in three different contests with trans women, men who identify as women, so they're men, two of which I placed second. At the last contest series I did for Red Bull, I placed second. The trans competitor who took $1,000 in qualifiers, $3,000 in finals, and $1,000 in best trick. That totaled to $5,000 of the prize money meant for the female athletes. I took 1,000 in qualifiers and 1750 for second place, so 2750 in total. The girl who took third place received $750. The girl who deserved 1,000 for best trick took nothing, along with whoever would have placed third. I deserved to place first, be acknowledged for my win, and get paid. I reached out to Red Bull and I was ignored. I'm sick of being bullied into silence. By the way, this is what a female empowerment looks like, just FYI. So she had reached out to Red Bull. She posted all this stuff and she said uh, I'm reaching out in hopes of being directed to the right person to express my concerns about what occurred at Red Bull Cornerstone Contest with the transgender competitor in the women's division. Maybe that's not you. If not, hopefully you can put me in contact with a correct person. A biological man with a clear advantage won the women's division best trick and also won multiple qualifiers. This took away the opportunity that was meant for women to place and earn money. And what happened was unfair, and at the time I was too uncomfortable to speak up. I understand that in today's society, even some women think this is acceptable, but I believe in doing the right thing, even if it's not the popular thing. And I now realize it's really important for me to speak up, and I'd like to schedule a time to talk. Well, now they 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 won't respond to her. I'm glad that she's speaking up. This is a women's division. It is a, it is a women's division. It is for females, not for men who identify as women and went through puberty as men and got all of the biological advantages of, of, of being men, meaning stronger bone structure, more muscle mass, etc., etc., etc. Things that actually affect competition. It's not just about having a frankenbeans. And it is, abs- I mean, th- these women were absolutely disenfranchised. It is sexist. You have someone who is cosplaying fem- as a woman and actually taking wins from women. And they expect this woman to be quiet. And she's the real first place winner. It's absolutely sexist for her to, to demand that she shut up and move aside for a man, to accommodate what a man wants. Because a man wants to identify as a woman and take opportunities away from women this is the ultimate in sexism and it's it's in everything now i have more more stories like these too. stick with us because we've got headlines on the way and uh i like i said we got more we got i i have other instances this is becoming far too common
1: and now all of the news you would probably miss it's time for dana's quick five brought to you by caltech
0: Hmm. Schools are struggling to spend all of the COVID relief funds that were received. Uh, the what I think they said that American schools, this is from Free Beacon, have just spent about seven percent of the one hundred and twenty two billion dollars in federal aid allocated to them under the American Rescue Plan. They said districts are actually struggling to spend the earmarked money. Um, and that was one point nine trillion dollar bill. The Los Angeles Unified School District has yet to spend a penny of it they've got they had almost three billion dollars in relief funds New York City they said that they were behind target on spending their money they can use this money to fund salaries and get mental health services get purchased PPE and all of that stuff and teachers unions said it was a prerequisite for reopening during lockdown but now that I mean it, it, it was also designed to to combat the learning loss from remote learning But now schools don't want to really hire more teachers and they don't want to have to cover the salaries when the funding expires and the supply chain issues. They can't get some of the other equipment. So it's a giant mess. So they it's actually not doing anything. This is like every single thing. This happens every time. Uh, Additionally, at least 30 senior White House staffers have student loan debt, making loan forgiveness personal for Biden. This is something that's been making the rounds. Biden's weighing this issue and 30 of his top aides have student debt totaling as much as four point seven trillion dollars or million dollars. Sorry, four point seven million of the best education and his. Yeah. So you're paying off their, You're paying their we, we would be paying these people's salaries and their debt. Yeah. Democrats in the Senate are proposing requiring an FFL, meaning a federal firearms license to buy and own any gun. This is what they, this is a registry. They want to make it to where you have to have the same exact federal license as a firearms manufacturer, meaning you would have to. And here's the other thing in order to maintain your FFL, you have to allow regular inspections from the government. That's the other thing that they're not going to tell you in all of this. And I'm going to write a piece about this here coming up because. They would require everyone to be at least 21 years old and you would have to have a federal firearms license, meaning you have to pay a lot of money. You have to show the government, have them in your home to show them how you store it, and how you do all this, because that's what people that's what manufacturers do. People got FFL. That's one of the reasons some people don't like to get them. They don't want to have that. And they're just hobbyists because they don't want to have to deal with all the stuff that you have to deal with in order to maintain FFL. So very interesting. I'll have something coming out about this in the next couple of days But uh, keep an eye on that one. Now, also, uh, Pentagon spokesperson John Kirby is moving into a White House role, according to reports. He's leaving the Pentagon to take up a communications job at the White House. He's going to have a senior communications role. That's what we know right now. I will say that Kirby has been, he is, even when he's under fire, and I don't agree with him on a lot of stuff, by the way. I don't even feel like I need to say that, but I am. But he is like one of the friendliest people that is in the White House, uh, uh, that's there. He's, he's actually consistently friendly we got a lot still counting votes in pennsylvania mccormick's people are predicting a win stick with us
3: of all your favorite talk hosts one of these is not like the others
0: the dana show so i'm not uh, I'm, i have absolutely no intention of the democrats not uh, winning the house in november i think that in terms of our uh, our the work that this president has done, and he's been a great president. I don't know about polls, but I do know about winning the races one district at a time. Oh, I know about polls. He's not doing very well. Welcome back to the program, Dana Lash, here with you. That's Nancy Pelosi saying that. Oh no, he's been a good president. He's doing he's doing some good things, except not. Uh, mm, no, I mean his his approval rating in the latest Quinnipiac poll twenty six percent amongst Hispanics. That's not that's crazy uh it, it, overall with every with Democrats, it's like, uh well, in this poll, he has in general a twenty nine percent approval. Oh my gosh, this is so bad, this is so bad, oh man, it's bad. this is not gonna go well he's so he's not very popular because it's ridiculous he's he's not making good decisions, and we're seeing the and he's going to some people are saying it's a distraction tour i don't think everything he does is a distraction i think some of it's his job Uh, but i don't i'm not confident that he's going to be able to do anything Um, he's he's in south korea and then heading to japan and there is a uh uh, apparently he's going to be meeting with those leaders and uh, discussing basically making a good show for china ultimately as it relates to taiwan and reinforcing those relationships but i don't he already messed up he already had gaffes after gaffe he already called the what is it the president of south korea he called him by the other guy's name the previous president so he's already having repeated gaffes i just don't know if he's gonna i don't think he's he's beyond his 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 lifespan of effectiveness at this point so one of the things and i mentioned this in a headline that instead of focusing on You know, really everything else they've they've kind of cobbled together this um, formula bill. And all it does is give the FDA more oversight and more money. And the FDA is the reason we're in this position in the first place. But Senate Democrats have now also introduced a bill requiring you, if you want to purchase a gun, to get a federal firearms license to do so. Now, what does that mean? Because there's a number of different types of federal firearms licenses. There's like 11 different types of them, depending on what you do. And you got to get a tax stamp and you got to get all kinds of stuff. Basically, to break it down in layman's terms, what this means is that the government is going to give you permission whether or not you can own a gun through this bill. They, the government would have to grant you permission to purchase and own a firearm. You would have to pay hundreds of dollars to do it, depending on the type of class. Some go up to several thousand dollars. Um, and you have to maintain this license. And there's some there's some things that go along with maintaining that license that don't, don't actually jive with freedom or Second Amendment. So, you know, I think it's stupid that you got to have an FFL in the first place. That's me. But this is what Democrats want to want to produce. Uh, you had uh, a couple of different ones, uh, Bodman and Desmond Cory Booker and then Richard Blumenthal. It's the Federal Firearms Licensing Act. It was introduced yesterday. It would require It would institute a requirement for all purchasers to obtain. Now, here's get this in order to get their gun, they would have to get their FFL through the DOJ. It says, quote, in the text of the bill via Politico, it says it shall be unlawful for any individual to purchase or receive a firearm unless the individual has a valid firearms license. And I'm looking at the bill right now. Wow, look at that. And then you, of course, you have to go through the DOJ, which is weird that you would have to go to the Department of Justice because they don't even have a system of even doing this whole process at all. That's something you would actually have to hire more people to the DOJ just to even have the system because every ATF is handling everything. And the licensee, right, you would still have to go through, you'd have to do your fingerprints, you have to do all of that. I mean, there's a lot that goes into getting an, an FFL. And I don't even know, just to be... Because just to be just like a regular owner I don't know what do you if you'd have to be like a class three or what because the and that's just a a collector that's like a collector license but that usually means for like um, uh, antiques and that like you know the um, I have um, in fact I have um, a little it's a it's kind of like a little Derringer. Um, But it was a a gun that I got at an auction from a Texas Ranger. It's like brass plated and it's all real gorgeous. That was like their emergency gun they kept in their their boot. Uh, I can't remember. It's a real weird caliber. I would not trust shooting it. I just thought it was neat to have. Uh, But, I mean, if you're in order to even have, I guess what, I don't know if they'd make you what, what they would have to do. Because just to purchase and exercise your Second Amendment, just to entertain this for a minute. Uh, there's not even a, There's. I don't even know what license it would go. This whole thing is so stupid. I don't think this will ever pass, but this is one of the reasons why I don't think that we need to have a weak Senate, and this is one of the reasons why I'm so anti these soft on the second Republicans that are coming up, especially in the Senate race, in, in, in the in the in DC. It's there's we we cannot like somebody like Oz. My gosh, he would vote for this stuff. You can't tell me he wouldn't vote for it. He, This is the guy who thinks that red flag laws are great and he has all these columns that he got paid for that he co-authored, although he says he didn't know, which I nobody believes. I don't believe that. That talked about how he believes that we should have New Zealand-style gun control. I mean, it's crazy. This is why you don't want to have soft-on-the-second type Republicans in the Senate. So this is, it's just, it's, bizarre that they're doing this. And they act like this is going to do the thing. This is going to be the the panacea to all of these problems except you know then this was in the wake of Buffalo except that you know you had every law that you could have wanted in New York and enforcing them lack of enforcement does not mean absence of law. It means you're not enforcing the existing law. But there's a lot that goes into you know main you know your the the compliance you have to keep records for the life of your license um there's a lot there's a lot that you have to do and and they have a whole guide on it so this is all done, done through atf so they're wanting to actually take this it's weird they're wanting to take it from atf i guess and put it under doj Do you trust the DOJ? I don't even trust the ATF. We don't even need to have the ATF. Do you trust the DOJ to do it? No. No one does this. No one does. No one one trusts them. It's just wild. I don't know, because a lot of the compliance, you have compliance inspections, and um, that's what a lot of people don't know. This is part of uh, law for... Uh, com- uh, maintaining your FFL and the ATF as I said they're the ones who deal with all of the licensing for the for people etc so they want to move the licensing from ATF to DOJ they review they'll, I mean I don't know how even if you're like the most insignificant class I mean you you have to have a complete they have to conduct a complete physical inventory of what you would have they would have to verify that uh, everything that you're doing is in compliance with state and local Uh, All of your internal controls and security measures, the government would get to evaluate it. They would get to evaluate your responsible person information, um, all kinds of stuff. That kind of sounds like search and unconstitutional search and search and seizure is what it sounds like to me. Just saying, like I said, I'm going to have a big piece coming out on this because regardless, I think every time somebody introduces something like this in House or Senate, I mean you need to know exactly what they're what they're introducing. Um because it's it's um it's kind of like an Overton window thing. At some point it's it's like they'll just they'll keep doing it and doing it and doing it until they get some part of it established. But it is it is a wild wild proposal, really is. So some of the other things that we have on deck media, I can't believe it but they're finally doing it co- sort of. NBC has been reporting on hunter biden's foreign business dealings for some reason i would love to know why they were describing hunter biden's business partners this is what they said quote from 2013 through 2018 hunter biden and his company brought in about 11 million via his roles as an attorney and a board member with a ukrainian firm accused of bribery and his work with a chinese businessman now accused of fraud of course that's the exact time that joe biden was vice president And they said that Biden made almost $6 million, more than half of his total earnings from that entire time span from five years from two deals with Chinese business interests. So if you're making, you know, almost like six, about $6 million, it was 5.8 million. Uh, That's a really, that's completely different from what Biden said during the debates in 2020, that Hunter quote and his direct quote was, has not made money from China. I mean, that's a, pretty solid denial, right? I and mean, he didn't mince words but now oh yeah he made he made money from China a lot of money from China. And so NBC to their I don't know why they're doing this. I mean I'm shocked when people actually do reporting they're reporting on stuff that we've been talking about for a long time. but they talk about all of his expenditures and they're saying yes he's making money from his deals with China and remember his Rosemont Seneca firm they were working with the CCP. And they were helping China establish its tentacles in places like the Democratic Republic of Congo for those cobalt mines and elsewhere. Because that's what you need to you need to be able to control the materials that are used to make the batteries that are powering the EVs that you want everyone to switch to in your green agenda. And by the way, being against that particular form of coercion as it relates to the purchase of EVs, does not mean opposition to EVs. Opposition to the government engaging in corruption and people making money from forcing you into a particular type of product through government regulation, opposing that is not the same thing as opposing EVs. So big difference there. And it's interesting because the FBI assistant director for counterintelligence, a guy named Frank Figaluzzi, take the cannoli. He said there's a national security risk when foreign powers like China see an opportunity to get up close and personal with somebody like Biden, which is true. He says it's all about access and influence. And if you can compromise someone with access and influence, that's even better. So, yeah, he earned millions from from his CCP partners Raised a lot of questions about national security, ethics, and legal exposure. Think about this for a minute. Joe Biden, part of his agenda is making all of our uh, military vehicles and everything else be solar-powered, or at least be green, not solar-powered, be green. So if you're demanding that our entire military run off of green, you know, have green vehicles, well, who's going to be making all of the components for those vehicles? Who's going to be making the batteries? Who's going to be... China. Because they have the monopoly on it. They're also a geopolitical foe. How in the world does that strengthen our national security? That's the, exactly the move that you would want to make if you're trying to destabilize defenses for the United States. But I think that the Bidens are too money hungry and they're so... They, they, they want to be the Kennedys so bad but they don't have the charm, the smarts, or the pedigree. And they... I mean, not like the Kennedy or anything to hold up to, but I mean, come on, this is wild. This is—I have a feeling there's going to be more on this as the weeks come. But this is—I think the reporting on this story, the reason it fascinates me, because it sounds like it's Democrat. It's a Democrat hit piece.
3: Want a behind-the-scenes look at the Dana show? Subscribe to Dana's Chapter and Verse newsletter for a deeper dive in all things Dana at danalash.com.
0: Make sure you sign up for the newsletter. All kinds of good stuff comes out on that newsletter regularly all throughout the week. The conspiracy theorist behind Twitter's crisis misinformation policy. Oh, this guy was. There's a story over at Washington Free Beacon talking about this uh, Joel Roth, who's the head of Twitter safety and integrity. That's a whole actual department that they have unveiled the site. This was yesterday. The crisis misinformation policy. And, I mean, his own track record with misinformation, it was his, apparently he was the guy who carried out and oversaw the whole plan to block sharing of the New York Post October 2020 report on the emails that came out from Biden's abandoned laptop that the FBI confirmed was his when they, after it was, the hard drive was copied, they they took uh, possession of the laptop. And Roth told the FEC that he made decisions about it based on rumors from the U.S. government's intel community that it was Russia and they might release materials hacked from Hunter Biden. There was absolutely no evidence at all whatsoever that supported that his um, laptop was hacked at all or that Russia played any kind of a role in publishing emails from it. And Dorsey later admitted that it was a mistake to block people and so he's got his own problems with um, misinformation and disinformation, major problems. And it's weird that, you know, he's the guy who's heading up the misinformation crisis department. That's mm-hmm. so you had this guy. You have Jankowitz on the ministry while well, now leaving the Ministry of Truth. And I noticed, too, that Twitter was suppressing Elon Musk's replies and, and denials and arguing with the reporters that had dropped that, that smear piece on him, Twitter started suppressing those comments. And they, I guess, flipped the switch and stopped when everybody started pointing this out and posting screenshots and video of like what was happening and what Twitter was doing, what it looked like when you would try to access those tweets. These people want to control public discourse, they, they, And they will do whatever possible. They'll launch whatever dirty attack. I'm telling you. And they'll ignore, like today, we just, we literally just entered a bear market today. S&P 500. It's, prices, it, it's like fallen by, you know, I think more than 20% now. Um, instead of paying attention to that, paying attention to what this means in terms of the economy, what it means for people's retirement, all of this, this is what they'll focus on. They're going to focus on all this other controlling people's speech it's not bad if you if people can not talk about how bad it is isn't it and still no nothing in from pennsylvania as though, like i said um, mccormick's people think that he's going to win but we'll see tell you oh boy all right folks today in stupidity
2: all right we haven't had her in a while so i'm glad to have her back on the show as joy reed uh she <laughs> was t- <laughs> she was talking about uh republicans in election integrity and uh couldn't, couldn't uh, stray away from the racist stuff. So. Stewart, when you have Republicans who now essentially view elections as a religious jihad, essentially, what does one do about that in a democracy? Good choice of words there.
0: Yeah. Does she? I don't know. Does she know what that is? I'm not quite sure. Golly. I, I keep forgetting that she has a show on MSNBC until people play, until I see sound soundbites from, from her show, until I see, like, clips and stuff. I kind kind of forget Folks that does it for us For this week's programs I hope you have a great weekend Happy Friday to you And I'll be back with you Behind the mic on Monday